Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is a special KJRFM sports presentation. Coming to you live from the Virginia Mason Athletic Center. This is KJRFM's nonstop coverage of Seahawks training camp. Brought to you by Northwest Handling Systems. From forklifts to pallet racks, conveyors to loading dock equipment, we sell, rent, and service all your warehousing needs. Find us at nwhs.com. All right, uh, it's Puck back here at the uh, Virginia Mason Athletic Center. A practice about to get wrapped up in just a few minutes. Uh, headlines brought to you by Buddies Goodies and Glass. They always tell you it is 420 there at uh, Buddies. We can give you some Seahawk news. Uh, Jordan Brooks has been activated off the uh, PUP list. He will begin practicing today. He has passed his physical. We'll just see how much uh, how much he'll do. Normally, these guys. I like to ease these uh, cats back into it. So we'll see how much uh, activity we'll get. But good news there for Jordan Brooks. Uh, kind of always felt positive there from uh, Pete Carroll that Jordan Brooks uh, would be back. I know they're two different injuries. and doesn't. It obviously sounds like Jamal Adams is more severe than what Jordan Brooks suffered. But think about where Jordan Brooks suffered his injury later in the season. He's already back. Jamal Adams suffered in week one. And I'll be honest with you, just in reading Pete Carroll and Listening to him talk, I don't know. It doesn't feel like uh, Jamal Adams any close to uh, to returning. And you st- you start thinking about what they did in the offseason, get Julian Love, and then also what you think about what they did with uh, with Kobe Bryant and transitioning him uh, to a new role of safety. That I, I you get a feeling when you get so many moves and the writing on the wall, you get kind of a feeling that maybe uh, they don't they don't think he'll be much of a factor. That. I don't think it should surprise anyone, and it kind of feels like the move is going to happen, that uh, he ends up uh, beginning the season on the PUP list. And we'll wait and see if he even plays. But uh, it just never really sounds all that encouraging. As somebody had noted before, I can't remember who it was, maybe Ian, every time, or it was Dugar, I think, every time that that you ask about one of them, Carol will always lump them in together. Well, now that Brooks is back, he can no longer do that uh, there with Jamal Adams. So that's the news coming out of uh, Seahawks camp is that uh, he is back and uh, will begin practicing. Mariners uh, lost last night there uh, to the – I almost said the Orioles. To the Royals. You know that, though, by now. Want to know why you're a sports fan? You get it. You don't need me to tell you at 12 o'clock that they lost. You know that. You think somebody right now goes, oh, my God, they lost? Thanks, Tips. Uh, they will uh, be back at it today, game two of that series against the Royals. Uh, Emerson Hancock will be on the mound uh, tonight uh, there for Seattle as they look to get back to their winning ways. Dropped three straight after winning, what, eight straight in a row. Offenses uh, let them down here in the last uh, few games uh, there for sure, despite uh, getting some uh, much-needed runs late in that game. Uh, yesterday couldn't close it down uh, there with their bullpen with uh, Matt Brash. Uh, with uh, also with Andre Munoz not being 
uh, available, and he'll be available, though, uh, here tonight and see if they can uh, get back on it. They take the, the next three, then all is good. You know what? They can't split. You can't split against this team. It's just it's go time, and, and every game counts, and this this idea that, oh, it's – it's okay in the beginning of the season to lose games and all that. I just I've never subscribed to that. We talked about that earlier with Bill Kruger. And I think what's happened here in the last few days here with the Mariners, last night's game in particular, and then also Saturday's game, if they fall just short, those two games will just be momentous in terms of them missing uh, the playoffs. And, you know, the result of those two games will be uh, offense for the most part. Because what you forget about last night was their offense was non existent until. Uh, the seventh inning, and, and certainly was non-existent uh, there on Saturday. Practice wrap up in about five minutes. Uh, we're set to be joined uh, by Seahawks defensive and Levi Bell's going to join us. Uh, defensive lineman Levi Bell. You probably don't haven't heard much of Levi Bell. Kind of shined against the uh, Vikings towards the end of the game. Played for several different colleges. Uh, transferred a bunch. Uh, Louisiana Tech is in there. The College of Idaho, which I'd have never heard of before. We got to we got to pin him down on that one. And then uh, Texas State is where he finished his collegiate career. Uh, played for the USFL for the Michigan Panthers. What stands out to me is a defensive lineman. I mean, first of all, he's a thick dude. You, you pull up some pictures of old Levi Bell. He's 5'11", 262 pounds. It's just, that doesn't, when you think of like a defensive lineman, that doesn't, uh, I don't know, it's odd. It's kind of an odd, an edge rusher because he's on the edge. 5'11-262, last time you ever heard an edge guy uh, with those measurables. But uh, we'll catch up with Levi Bell here uh, momentarily when he uh, comes on out here. And again, uh, we told you about the Mariners. Uh, we failed to mention Alex Collins. Again, if you're just uh, tuning in, hadn't heard the news, Alex Collins, uh, running back for the Seahawks back in the day and also played for the Ravens, uh, passed away on Sunday. Uh, he was in a car accident. He was uh, riding a motorcycle. He was killed uh, there in Florida. And so our condolences go out to the Collins family and, of course, the family of the Ravens uh, and the Seahawks. All right, so we didn't do voicemails, all right, because we had Johnny Cans on uh, there for the last hour uh, talking uh, Pac-12. And we saved it. And before we get to voicemails real, real quick, we kind of brought that up at the end there with Oregon and Washington just in terms of football stuff. Some have said, hey, well, it's, uh, it's going to get much tougher and that, that conference is going to be hard. I don't know, I'm telling you right now. Uh, I watch a lot of college football. A lot. Like, like it's embarrassing how much I watch every weekend. I, I'm telling you, once you get past Ohio State and Michigan, you know what, Oregon and Washington? You're fine. You are A-OK. Uh, even Penn State to a degree. You're, you're fine. You'll be competing to then elevate yourself into that Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan. That's come on here lately. I mean, you, Harbaugh was on the cusp of being fired at Michigan because he couldn't get it going. Uh, Ohio State's been a juggernaut. I mean, and the only difference between the Big Ten and the, and the Pac-12 over the last decade is Ohio State. The rest of the teams in, in that conference. I mean, the likes of Northwestern and Purdue and Maryland and Rutgers—they're terrible. And they get smoked in the Pac-12. Um, so the you know the, the quote bottom feeders in the Pac-12, they smoke those teams. I mean, I watched Washington State going there against I can't remember what Wisconsin was ranked last year, and they were they were overranked like all these big team Big Ten uh, teams are always overranked. And Washington State handled them, handled them, and Washington handled Michigan State at home. 
and I can't, I, I can't even remember what Michigan State came into that game, but they were ranked. They had all this fanfare in Mel Tucker, and they smoked them. Uh, and then two years ago, Oregon went into the horseshoe and beat Ohio State. So I think from a competitive standpoint, those two schools, nah, they're going to have no problem. Now, the only thing that would possibly hurt those two schools, possibly, and if you're just looking ahead is certainly no reservation if it was this year's Washington team. If it was this year's Washington team going into the Big Ten, I'd be like, oh, my God, I think they they might win the conference. Obviously, they will look substantially different uh, the year that they join uh, the Big Ten. But with the transfer portal, who knows who comes in? Uh, because when they lose Michael Penix and they lose all those wide receivers that they brought back, because all those, all those cats are jumping to the NFL, uh, their offense will take a significant hit. And I would say if Ryan Grubb has another good season, and Brian Grubb is probably taking a head coaching job, if one is, is made available. So that would be the only thing I'd be leery, uh, w- would be kind of nervous about, is that you will be going into your first season in the Big Ten not fully loaded. And, and probably the same thing for Oregon, whatever their contingency plan is without Bo Nix. But even if they stumble or have a hiccup in the first year, I think based on the talent that they can recruit and the more talent they can recruit now that they're in the Big Ten, they'll be fine. And I, and I, and I do mean that about the rivalry. I mean, this conference, this Pac-12 conference, did a horrible job of promoting that game. Uh, that should have been an event. That should have been an event every single year on that stupid, god-awful network. And they just they never did it right, ever, ever, ever. That should have been a week-long television celebration uh, for that game. Uh, because on the West Coast, it's the only thing. Well, maybe, probably besides BYU and Utah, but I just haven't experienced that as much because I haven't lived in that state. It's the only thing with the vitriol that would be reminiscent of something that you would find in the SEC or, or the Big Ten. And, th- and this... this this culture out here just did not do a good job of really highlighting that. And I think once they go to the bigger stage there in the Big Ten and Fox gets their hands on it and whatever they're going to call the game, I don't know, you tell me, 49451, what do you call the damn thing? I mean, border war sounds pretty obvious, right? What do you get? What do you get if you win it? Because for all you new fans, if you don't know, like literally every game in the Big Ten they play for something. There's some type of trophy. So what would the trophy? How about a hobo? How about a hobo? You know, whoever wins it gets a hobo. I think that might be appropriate. You never know. All right, Chris tells me we've got the three voicemails because we didn't do voicemails uh, back at 1130. And we also have a tweet of the day that we can uh, get on out here uh, at some point. Chris, how many? Three, you said? Yes. Okay, three solid ones. We got two and a P. What do we got? Two and a P. Oh, man, I never liked two and a P. All right, here we go. Now, voicemails. You can always leave us a voicemail on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, download it today if you have not done so. You can listen to this fabulous award-winning radio show on the move, on the go. And, kids, if you miss anything, you can always go back in the iHeartRadio app. And uh, all of our interviews and program hours are all podcast up on the iHeartRadio app. Every show. Our show. The show about nothing. Chuck and Buck. Ian, Softy, and Fane on the iHeartRadio app. Again, any complaints? About uh, anything at the station or life, complaints about a loved one, Dick Fane at iHeartMedia.com. Chris, take it away. Hey, service, that's how you win a game. You see that? See how he bunted? <laughs> Got that guy home and just tried to win, you know, didn't try to score five runs when he needed one. And can we have Paul Sewell back, please? Thanks to Poto. That's freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah, the Royals did something yesterday that I think is a lost art in Major League Baseball. 
They uh, they laid down a bunt, a bunt that scored a run from third. I I don't know why major league players can't do it anymore. I don't know why you don't practice it anymore. And for the uh, sabermetricians out there, I understand the logic and everything behind it. There is, I think, and uh, it will not go away. There is a time and place to execute that said play. And why professional teams don't practice it, I will simply just not uh, understand. But, you know, to each their own. All right, Chris, what else we got? Pup, they can't go to. Rubbery's pants. My boy's showing it in the gym, getting ready for next next season. What we need to do is get our boy brash. We need to put those things in hot water, roast on the plums, get him dealing, get him shoving it like my boy. Go Cougs. There he is. All right. Uh, yeah, voicemail number two. All right, uh, Chris, uh, let's get the last one in real quick. Gino from Dino's. Got my throwback jersey. Remember my kingdom days. Throwing some sevens to Largent, Paul Johns, Paul Scanzi, handing the rock off to Dan Dornick, Kurt Warner. Nah, I'm just going to put an AC on my current uniform and take him to the Super Bowl. All right, there it is. There's uh, voicemails. Uh, Gino checking in. Uh, hey, look at this. Joining us right now in person. We we uh, we promoted just a little bit, a little bit ago. Levi Bell's with us. Hello, sir. How are you? Good. How are y'all doing? I'm doing good. How's uh is how's the heat today? I'm I'm sweating, but I don't do anything. I just sit because I'm a tubbo. How are you doing? <laughs> well, we haven't started practice yet, so it hasn't really. We haven't felt it yet, but I'm just I'm saying, from... walking out here, it's I'm sweating. Oh, God. yeah, it, it is hot. <laughs> yeah. Well, but you're from Texas, yeah, right? Yeah, from Texas. So this is nothing. This feels great. <laughs> this is like the best thing in the world for you, right? Mm-hmm. What was the town you grew up in, Texas? Austin. Oh, that small town? Yeah. Okay, so when you were born in Austin, Texas, like when you came out of the womb, was immediately a burnt orange jersey placed on you? Uh, I mean, it's kind of implied that you would, (laughs) but um, I mean, my stepdad was an Oklahoma Sooners fan, so Uh it was a big tension with the family. Yeah. The rest of my family, they were like, yeah, I put that. Well, it sounds like, were you not a Longhorns fan? Uh, I was confused. <laughs> did you? So your stepdad tried to bring you over to the the dark side for the Sooners. Did you? So did you wear? So when they no. had the red rivalry game, the Red River rivalry, which I guess they can't name that anymore, right? They changed it. Were you? Which side were you on? For the sake of the love of the family, I couldn't choose. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like there? I I was there. I was in Austin like oh god five years ago for a wedding. And thank God for the people that got married. They got married in late July. That was fun. That was a good heat. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I walked by the stadium, and I just could not believe just how massive the thing was. Oh, what, what is that like? What's, what's college football, maybe football in general in Texas like? Oh, it's, it's everything. It's crazy. You can just tell because in high school, like, you're, you do f- more football than in college. Like really? it's just it's just nonstop football. Wake up at four a.m. They're all day. The stadiums are massive. They're like bigger than like most college places. What was the name of the high school you played for? Cedar Park High School. Okay, Cedar Park High School. Do you know what it held? What was the attendance at your high school? The size of your stadium? Oh, I, I can probably even look it up. Yeah, I'm not even a hundred percent sure, but I think it was in the 
Maybe 20,000. God, stop it. Seriously? I don't know. I don't know. Wait, that would be your guess? Yeah. Did you put what do you remember in high school? Cuz I'm fascinated by Texas football, Texas football. I mean, I read Friday Night Lights the book, seen the movie, watched the TV show. You hear all the stories about it. Do you recall the largest crowd you played in, in front of in high school? Uh, I mean, we used to play in the AT&T Stadium for playoffs. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was probably one of the biggest ones. Is it named John Gumpton Stadium? Yeah. Okay, so it says 11,000. 11,000. That's still pretty remarkable, That's pretty crazy. though. That's remarkable. Yeah. When, what, was the, what was Friday night like in Cedar Park, Texas, Cedar Park High School? Oh, it was crazy. The band, they won state every year, so they were always, like, lifting everybody up. And uh, I just remember the hype was insane. The culture was just what really brought it together. Mm-hmm. Like everyone was going to, like, die for each other. Everyone was so loyal. Yeah. Everyone in the stands was so loyal. But, no, we just we knew we were going to win every game we went into. Yeah. Because we just – I only lost, like, maybe four times my entire – The entire four years. Entire four years, yeah. How many championships? Uh – we won one state championship, we won, but we went to the state twice, and, and then we made deep in the playoffs two times. And you were five? That was Cedar Park 5A? Yeah. And there's one more. 6A is the biggest? Six-A. Yeah. God, that's remarkable. 4A is the biggest here in this oh, state. Oh, wow. 4A is. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, tell us your story. You've you got a, a roundabout story, right? You've got several different colleges you went to. You ended up with Texas Tech, but you got Louisiana Tech thrown in there. Mm-hmm. And then, did I read this correctly, College of Idaho? Yes. Now, where is – I'm assuming it's in Idaho. Where in Idaho is College of Idaho? I've never heard of that. It's uh, right outside Boise, so, okay. like, it's called Caldwell. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I've heard it's of like that. in the middle of nowhere. Okay, what led you there? So, I mean, I was not heavily recruited out of high school. Um, I had, like, zero offers. But some booster club member from my high school <laughs> knew somebody that knew somebody, and they offered me. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had a really good education there, like really good uh, like medical school. So I thought I wanted to be a doctor coming out. So I was like, uh, I'll go I'll go to the College of Idaho because I wanted to do it for like med school. Um, and then I just went all the way up there, and sheesh, it was crazy. <laughs> okay, you said it was crazy. When you got there, what was your reaction? Oh, man, I was lonely because uh, <laughs> it was not like Texas in the middle of nowhere. So I went from city to, like, country and yeah. uh, just different culture. Um, but, yeah, I was just like, ah, this is not where I'm meant to be. Yeah. I, I felt like I love the people, but I just felt like I wanted to do something better. I felt like I can go D1. Yeah, and so that, that caused you, you law tech after that and then Texas State? So I actually went to Tyler Junior College. Okay. Because I needed to, to try out, like, to get seen by D1 schools. Then I walked on to Louisiana Tech. Because, hmm. so my dad got cancer during that time, and he passed away. And uh, my brother uh, committed to Louisiana Tech, full ride scholarship, and I wanted to go play with him. And wherever he went, I was going to go. So I uh, went to Louisiana Tech, and they went off for me, so I just walked on. And, yeah. How uh, soon did you get a schol- were placed on scholarship? Uh, they, they told me as long as you can like play a key position, you'll get a scholarship. And I played, uh, that season I went there. Okay. Levi Bell is with us. Uh, uh, number 98, uh, in your program, number one in your hearts, Texas stays where he ended up his last stop. I think what stands out to you when you read your bio, because it's so different than any like edge guy. I think you see in the NFL five eleven two sixty two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Right. <laughs> That kind of stands out to you. How how do you? I mean, you obviously have a love of the game. 
You've bounced mm-hmm. around. You've walked on. You're grinding. We'll get in the USFL and all that stuff. Um, how do you do it? I mean, you're kind, of, you're kind of playing against the odds, aren't you? Yeah, so everyone, everyone's always hated for my height, like in the past and growing up and stuff, like going through college. But it's actually been like my advantage. I was going to ask you, how does it help yeah. you? Um, so, yeah, I just have that natural leverage. Um, no one can get, get below me. And I also have like the strength and the speed that come with it, you know, kind of like James Harrison in mm-hmm. a way. Yeah. Um, so it's been a, a big advantage for me. Um, I've played middle linebacker. I've also played D-tackle and nose guard. That's what I played at Texas State. I was playing. I was actually like the third-team All-American defensive tackle That's awesome. last year. <laughs> what do you want to play? Like, if, if Pete Carroll came up to you and said, all right, Levi, well, you can pick your p- position for a day, what would you say, I want to give my – I want to get a, a try of that. Put my hand in there. Uh, probably quarterback. Yeah, a little quarterback? Yeah. Did you ever do that in high school at all? No, I'm kidding. Junior high? Little pee wee no. football? <laughs> no, I'm I'm kidding. Quarterback's okay. not the position. No, no. I would uh definitely probably want to just um play the edge position okay. and then uh three tech pass rush. Oh, that's what you want. Yeah. Okay, how do you make the team? How do I make the team? Yeah. Uh special teams. That's the way. And then, because if you're not an immediate starter, you have to start on special teams and then be a rotational guy until you become the starter. Yeah. You seem like a special t- I can see like you you would thrive in the special teams game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you just like to run it's down there as effort. fast as you can and just plow into somebody. Mm-hmm. Love of football. Where, when, when did it start? Who did it come from? Um, I don't know. I just always loved competing and just opposing my will on the person in front of me. Um, I would say it just it's just kind of what everyone did when growing up, you know. It's just mm-hmm. like all if you want to go hit somebody, you want to get your aggression out, you know. Instead of just, like, fighting, you had football. So I was like, hmm, I'll, I'll try some football. Okay. I was one of those kids that didn't do it, like, growing up. I was I started, huh. like, in seventh grade. Huh. And I was just, like, one of those kids that just was, like, you know, playing with sticks in the backyard. Did you play any other sports? Uh, I mean, I did basketball growing up and soccer. I did everything, but it was just kind of, like, not really competitive. Mm-hmm. I was just one of those kids that was just wilding in the backyard, <laughs> riding my bike down crazy ramps and stuff. No just, helmet on. You no know, helmet on. Yeah. I just love, you know, being wild and competing. So football came around, and I got to hit somebody, and I was like, oh, man, I like this. Mm-hmm. So then I just kept doing it, kept doing it. And I would say my uh, my desire to be great in everything I do uh, for the Lord is what allowed me to be so good in football because I just kept – Everything I do, it doesn't matter what it is. Like, I was a straight-A student. Because no matter what I did, it was just like, I'm going to go 100%. So, football was just one of the things in my life. So, I was just like, I'm just going to go 100%. Last thing for you, you still want to pursue that uh, being a doctor? No, man. That that changed. I I thought I did. Um, but I ended up wanting to, to pay, be a pastor. Okay. I want to be a pastor one day. Okay. When the, when your long NFL career is over. Exactly. Levi, very uh, very cool. And awesome to catch up with you. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Uh, Good luck, and uh, good luck to your future, all right? Thank you. There he is, uh, Levi Bell, uh, number 98, uh, their edge rusher there for the uh, Seattle Seahawks, shined in that uh, that preseason game there against the Minnesota Vikings. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll come back live here from the Virginia Mason Athletic Center on 93.3 KJRFM. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. And strike, and strike, and strike, and strike. Chris, it's warming up out here. I'm not going to lie to you. I know we're under a tent, but it's it's hot. And I got that under the boob sweat going on right now. You don't know what that's about. But I got, I got, I got some nice pecs. So I get your pop's nose. <laughs> no. I don't know. He doesn't either. He lost some weight. Did he? Good for him. Huh? What'd he give up? Oh, he rides his bike to work. Oh, he rides his bike to work. There yeah. you go, pops. I'll hop on the link, and then he'll ride, yeah. what is it, 10 plus miles? Yeah. So that's what I'm talking about. Do he look like Lance Armstrong on that thing? Uh, he looks like he can ride a bike. But, no, um, does he, what I'm saying is, I think I know. Does he is. rock the spandex and stuff? Oh, is he putting on the? Is he putting on? What's your dad's name again? Tony. Hey, Tony. Is Tony is Tony listening? You think he probably is? Yeah. All right, Tony. Are you putting on like the 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 racing team outfit? Is he putting that on, Chris? I no. He's not. He probably just has on some you know nice boxers. Nice brief to hold hold the stuff in, and then he'll shower yeah. at work. So he's not putting on the full on, you know, the, the spandex lycra, you know, form fitting outfit on like he's working, you know, that he's riding with Lance <laughs> and the U.S. Postal Service. No. Okay, but we don't know that for sure, though. I, I might need to see a picture, Tony. <laughs> Let's see what he's doing here. That's good. I like that. Ride your bike to work. I mean, I need to pick that back up. All right, uh, we got to do voicemails here. Well, we did voicemails last segment. <laughs> Big thanks to the Seahawks with Levi Bell. Appreciate that. Texas football, a little different. Imagine that, a high school football stadium, and that's probably on the smaller side, 11,000. That's scary. <laughs> It'd be fun, though, but that's a oh, lot. That's a lot of I want to go. I, you know, me, me and my kid, me and my boy, we do these uh, these sports trips every year, and one of the trips, now they kind of gear more around baseball, but it's, they're not exclusive to baseball. One of the trips I want to go to Texas and, you know, go see a Longhorn game because that stadium is incredible, but I really just want to go watch like a a big time high school football game, mm. like the six A two premier programs. I want to see what it looks like with twenty thousand people sitting in there and tailgating and just see it all. That would be awesome. Uh, yeah, that'd be sensational. Uh, I, cause I went to I went to a Wazoo game years ago at Auburn, Alabama. I remember we were driving, and whoever we were with lived there. And we drove by this stadium. I said, well, what's that? It looked like Martin Stadium. I'm not kidding. Mm. And the guy's like, no, it's the, that's the high school stadium. That's where the high school team plays in town. He goes, yeah, we, we used to have season tickets, but now we're on the waiting list. And I'm like, what do you mean, what do you mean you're on the waiting list? He goes, oh, yeah, there's season <laughs> tickets for high school. And we're on the waiting list to get in. Yeah, just It's just a little different, Chris. Just a little different down there. All right, so we did voicemails. Tweet of the day. Uh, we do tweet of the day normally at 1145, but, of course, we had uh, John Canzano on for that full hour. I thought it was good. I'm contractually obligated to think it was good, too. Uh, but I think it was informative, covered a lot of things, and uh, it's up there. will be up there uh, later tonight. So in case you missed a full hour, John just kind of breaking down. Really, what happened in in the conference? What is next for the conference? I will say this: He does think uh, that he has heard from college football insiders that the Stanford and Cal likely will head. At least that's the the thought that they will likely head 
uh, to the ACC. Uh, that they fell one vote short this past weekend, but just because they fell one vote short does not close the book on it. He expects uh, Stanford to get in the invitation and then Cal uh, to follow, and then that would just leave Oregon State and Washington State. And you know, for me, I think rather than than try to do something or survive, uh, you know, the conference because I mean, really, that's it's over. I mean, it, it really is over now. But uh, to partner up, I'm not in favor of partnering up with the AAC. I don't, that has nothing. That doesn't do anything for me. Just go to the Mountain West, and from a uh, geography standpoint, it's just a better fit with those schools. Uh, financially, you're going to take a hit, and um, you know maybe, hopefully, in the next few years, you can figure out something else. But uh, they will obviously take a huge, huge financial hit. But uh, that's unfortunately kind of where uh, we're at. The uh, tweet of the day. There's a couple we could do. Do you know today's the day that Felix Hernandez threw his perfect game? By the way. Um, I don't know if people knew that. Um, I, I wanted to bring through this tweet of the day because I wanted to point out just the absurdity with people. Chris, I don't know. I, I have a real disdain for greedy, rich, famous people. I don't know if you do. But the self and, and like the, the rich people, Chris, that didn't do anything to become rich. You know, like the trust fund kid. Yeah, just parents are rich, so here you go. Yeah, exactly. Like, here you go. So like Paris Hilton. You know Paris Hilton is? Uh, I do. Of course, the uh, Empire, the Hiltons, and all their, their hotels. So she has done nothing really in her entire life. Nothing at all. Other than just she won the sperm lottery. And it allowed her to be in the Hilton family. So what this she is all over. And this is just where we're at as a society right now. Her and her husband, who uh, you would guess is a venture capitalist. You don't say they are vacationing currently in Maui, like 25 miles, 30 miles from Lahaina, where the island continues to rage with wildfires, and they're trying to clean it up. Meanwhile, she's on Instagram, Chris, detailing her beautiful Maui luxurious vacation on her super yacht and her lifestyle on her beach and saying that, God, I'm out here in the sun and the water. And I'm just thinking about all the poor people and families and loved ones and people in this community that lost their homes. You didn't take she, it down yet? She wants everybody to know that she's thinking about them while she's on her super yacht with her venture capitalist husband enjoying her vacation in Maui. Meanwhile, as Maui and Hawaii and Maui tourism is telling people, Please, for the love of God, stay away. Don't go there. Don't vacation here. We don't need you. But yet she is having the time of her life, Chris, sprawling out in the beautiful waters off Maui and the beautiful beaches of Maui. No, she has not gone down there, Chris. She has not. Yeah, I think now is a good time to take it down. Sure, the comments are not nice, but... Uh, just, you don't need it. And, and you, know, you know who was uh, booted out of that disaster zone? Your friend, our friend, America's friend, Oprah Winfrey, booted. Because Oprah thought, hey, you know what these victims need? These victims need the mother of television to show up and hand out blankets to them. But see, Chris, as any famous narcissist will do in these times, is they can't possibly just go out to these shelters and hand out the blankets, correct? Correct or provide food, or help with the cleanup. 
they have to go out there with a film crew to detail that they're doing all these, quote, good deeds. And that's what Oprah was doing. And the people of Maui and the people of the shelters told her to pound sand and leave. And she was kicked out. I think anyone would do that. Why do you need a camera crew? I don't know. Well, because because they don't. Well, I'll tell you why. Because they don't really care. Well, I know why, but I'm just saying in my She doesn't really care about these people. She wants to make it seem like she cares. And that's why she took a camera crew there. So they could detail her every step. So if you're planning a trip to Hawaii in the future, uh, just don't, specifically to Maui. Why don't you just hit pause on it? You can always revisit that beautiful island uh, sometime later. All right, that's it for us. That was your tweet of the day. Coming up next, we'll talk to the mayor of Maple Valley, Ian Furness. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Coach, I'll just tell it like it is. A lot of lack of discipline, at least in the first half here. Who made you the coach? No one. The, uh, are you still recovering? Still hung over Saturday? <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, you guys tied it one off? Uh, you know, I was all right. It wasn't uh, – I, I, yeah, it was good. Fun time with uh, the softy mo- – he turned 50. It's crazy. Well, I mean, did, are we going to do this <laughs> next year when he turns 51? Hey, you know what? Mm. If he's going to have the same party, absolutely, I'm in. 100%. Okay. 100% in. So. Who over- Who can you share that overserved himself? Uh, mostly his buddies from can, Reading Valley yeah, Country Club. Let's, uh, people that, that – not those dipsticks. Oh, Rondo was out of control. How about people that we know? Rondo? Rondo out of control. No, Rondo, Rondo was fine. can't control his liquor. Rondo was fine. Was um, beautiful wife there? Yeah, Molly was there. Oh, uh, no, Rondo was good. I'm trying to think who. Nobody, no, nobody like. Not that I saw. No side eye, no like, you know, like kind of slurring. Well, there was about an hour plus where nobody was able to get a new cocktail because we did the, the softy roast. Oh, okay, so you couldn't get a new So cocktail. there was kind of that, which was actually probably a good thing. Like just well, a little low. People walking around handing out drinks. Or- there were, but it was like you know, it was kind of everyone was being respectful for whoever was speaking and yeah. you know, singing the praises of what a great guy Dave was. And it but that's is. all a lie, right? A hundred percent. I felt I took a shower when I got home. Well, I did. I, just, I said, you know, I got to take a shower. I don't. I don't. I felt bad. It's, but you know, Gina's there. Her parents are there. Oh. I just said, uh, you know, you got to be kind of nice, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, make her. You don't want them to think that that she married an absolute dipstick. Even if well, she did. I think they know that. How long do you think it took them to figure that out? One day? Yeah, like the first day they met him? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, and it was, it was funny because he stood, he stood by himself during when everyone spoke. And he just kind of was uncomfortable. and Microcosm you know, of his life. Uh, and, and, you know, the ADHD was kind of kicking in. Leave <laughs> me uh, <laughs> <laughs> alone. Did he tweet at all during the ceremony? I, that's probably why he was freaked out, because he couldn't tweet. He couldn't be on his phone for an hour. Just can't get, yeah. No <laughs> one bitches more about that platform, but yet can't quit it more than I, that guy. I, it's, it's amazing. It's, I, the guy's remarkable. I didn't see. I didn't look at his timeline. I don't know if he was tweeting live tweets of, I just had this cocktail. or surprised he didn't. Can one, uh, you know, okay, mm-hmm. can one get drunk, though, on the drinks that he consumes? Well, yeah, because he's changed his M.O. He, he's a pretty serious Tito's and Cran guy now, 
And you can tell when you look at those things, is there Tito? I don't know if there's soda in it okay. or not, but right. he was he, he was a little pie-eyed because we went down to the casino and he gave... Um, uh, can I stop you real quick? Yeah. Tito's and crayon or vodka and crayon. Breakfast drink? I don't like vodka, so I would say oh, no. Okay. I'm not a vodka guy. I'm I'm weird. I'm weird in that. Everyone always like hey, it doesn't taste anything. I I taste vodka. Vodka tastes like vodka to me. I don't know why people say it doesn't you, taste like vodka. You're a gin guy. I'm a gin guy. You're old. I've been old all since old I was people, 21. All old people like gin. I started drinking gin in college. So yeah, I I you know I that's so something bad. to brag about. But yeah, well, I was drinking gin since junior high. Since, since I was a fresh that lady of Fatima, oh, hopped up on eighth grade, bang, banging out some gin and tonics. So you were sitting behind that QFC or the Albertsons in Magnolia, which was probably still there when you were there. Oh uh, yeah, drinking gin yeah. and tonic. I think it's being torn down. No, uh, I think it's gonna. It's I think really. Correct me if I'm wrong, Magnolia people. But some, I think it's getting revitalized, or something's happening. They that need Albertsons. to because the only other market <laughs> that Albertsons is the most ghetto oh. grocery store oh. in a neighborhood in which it's pretty wealthy to live in. I mean, you know, property value and things. Yes, and you would think they, they would haven't have a, remodeled a better place. I probably was in it last time about an about a year ago, maybe. Oh. I was in it, and I and I remember walking around thinking to myself. Oh. This is the same as it was in 1978. Yeah. It has not changed no. a bit. And the problem is, is like, so that's there, but then the other grocery store in Magnolia is the high-end one. It's the, the, uh, Met Market. the Met Market, which, you know, boy, I'd like to get, you know. Sure, I love the Met Market. Uh, but who doesn't? But I don't have $1,000. You you can go in there. You, you couldn't buy groceries for two days without spending 200 bucks in there. Yeah, so I they just, need they need the Albertsons. They do. They yeah. do. They do need Did you it. ever dip your toes in the, the QFC? The oh, down in Interbay? Interbay, yeah. Well, that That's was another scary one. Well, and here's the funny thing. That used to be the, the high-end place. Oh, I bet it was. Because the Met Market was was a thriftway. Yeah. And that was <laughs> sketchy. I do remember My that. buddy Mike Taft worked there. It was a gong yeah. show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's – but they uh, – that's where we got beer. That's where we got people to buy us beer when we were under 21. Yeah. But uh, QFC was like – Remember Take Cake? It, how about this? Thinking about this, you went to Interbay for the high-end. Yeah, back in the day, Inner Bay. Yeah, yeah Inner Bay. Not, not now. My, my uh, degenerate college buddies, old Mitch and Chris, when they grew up in Magnolia, they would take kegs to Gold, not Golden Gardens, to uh, Discovery Park. Did you do that? No, we went to the Locks. Oh, the Locks. There's a place on the west side, yeah. the Magnolia side of the Locks. You can go hide down by the beach, and nobody can find you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. they would. They would drag it on the Discovery. Kids, there's a tip for the day. If you're looking for a party place, right there. Yeah, you're damn right. Yeah. God, yeah. that's fun. Wasn't Didn't that like, fun back in the day? Oh, it was. It yeah, was. kids still do that. We used to go to, when Fort Lawton still had a bunch of the buildings up there, we'd kind of walk through. Lawton. We used to walk through some of those when we were kids. Uh, <laughs> we had a, they had a jail up there. Yeah, it was. pretty cool. My we buddy almost a, got locked in at once. We had a place in uh, where I lived in Fairwood called The the Platform, mm. just like that. Back in the woods by a bunch of, uh, now there's houses back there. Of course there are. God, it's of course there are. Uh, being a kid. Yeah. What do you got coming up there? Uh, we're going to uh, we'll check in with Joe Sheehan right at the top of the show today. Uh, Joe Sheehan newsletter. He actually wrote, uh, he's doing all teams. He has a write-up on the Mariners right now, so we'll get to that. says, uh, bullpen's going to be okay. It doesn't look okay I know it's somebody else's work, but you yeah. ask him. ESPN did a story on the uh-huh. true valuation of Shohei. Oh, they say I saw $76 million? For one year, yeah. the true valuation that was twelve <laughs> years, nine hundred and twelve million. I'm sure, I'll take him. You know what? Stan's got the money. Uh, and then we're going to, uh, in, in in all in, in all uh, transparency, because they'll be practicing when we're on the air. We just taped uh, Jake Bobo, okay. UCLA wide receiver. I'm going to tell you this, Jake Bobo. I keep wanting to call him Philip. Uh, from our <laughs> down the seam, Jester's got him. He is 
a phenomenal. I mean, cool. you're going to really enjoy the interview, man. All you're right. going to root for this guy to make the team. He's got a pretty good chance. So we'll talk to him coming up at 1 o'clock. All right, Ian's coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow. As always, we promise to be better. No shirt, no shoes, no dice. Anybody like to smoke some pot? I was born to love you. I was born to lick your face. I was born to rub you. But you were born to rub me first. What do you need my address for? We'd like to send out a mailer. Mother of mercy, I don't speak Japanese! With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.